0: Welcome to Africa on Focus where we share our success stories Africa the continent the young diaspora entrepreneurs influencers change makers and so much more. I'm Miss Abba and this is Africa on Focus Department We were having we were just going through a news flash Miss Abba and myself and then we touched on this topic the fix the country that's been you know going on um, in the media as we've uh, we've seen from abroad. Right, so we felt it's it's you know it's something we should get involved in, or let's say at least as a as a as from a media perspective in the in diaspora, and since High Radio has a missing statement to be the voice of the next generation, we felt like okay, this is a topic we just cannot uh, keep astray, or we just you know can't put in the backseat. We have to be on the forefront of this. So at the end of this conversation, I'm hoping. That not only would you give us some advice, the young ones and the leaders, some advice on how to handle this issue that's ongoing in Ghana and actually elsewhere um, in the world. But also to give us a deeper understanding of where these things come from, where does this situation, whether psychological, whether social, whether economical, um, whether it has to do with the pandemic. Um, I want to get a deeper understanding of this and I and I know for a fact that you are the guy um to ask these questions too. But before we get into all that, I would like to know because I know that um, you recently got your second dose of vaccine um in Ghana. Yep. All right. And even before you uh you got your vaccination, you also you also um attracted um covet which was very serious in your case um so you know after the second vaccine how do you feel about um the, the the vaccine like what are your what are your thoughts um on this on this vaccine uh uh you know rollout.
1: we are on the clock to ensure that we have this global pandemic called covet 19. i happened to have been a victim of COVID-19. I arrived, by the grace of God, mm-hmm. after going through ventilation for close to 21 okay. days. Wow. And having gone through the first vaccination, which I had in April, right. after my recovery, I think I had my first vaccination in March. Yeah. After my recovery in January, I had no complication. Okay. No complication of headache no complication of um, low oxygen, no complication of loss of breath, no complication of body pains, no complication whatsoever. Okay. And then um, the second vaccination came and I must commend the leadership of the country because we know very well that the first vaccination that everybody had, especially those that had it, were supposed to take their second vaccination within 8 to 12 weeks of taking your first vaccination Mm -hmm. to allow the the vaccine to be effective. Right. And I must commend um, the leadership of the country, Ghana, President Nanado Dankwe Kufado, for ensuring that the good people of this country received their second dosage of vaccination, Hearing upon the fact that our first vaccination was given to us by the Indian government. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that India had had a third wave, the entire globe were very concerned, especially for those that had taken the particular kind of vaccine, that was manufactured and produced in India. And I must commend that the Republic of Congo were able to give us the vaccine, which has come into this country. I had my second vaccination last week. Okay. And I have again, not any complications whatsoever. Okay. I've not had any headache. I've not had loss of breath. I'm going about my activities as I had right. um, since January. And um, I'm sure that the Uh, complications are very minimal as well because I've been following all throughout the various um, networks and the various hospitals to be able to ascertain if a week after the vaccination if they have any reported cases of persons that are either reacting negatively to the vaccine or not Mm -hmm. and it has proven that none there's not been there's been a minimal record of persons that have either come back to the hospital facility to state that they are reacting negatively after taking the second vaccine. Okay. Which means that the second vaccine is accurate, is um, well, well well, authorized by the Food and Drug Authority in this country, mm-hmm. and it meets the standards of vaccination and is good for every single person who has not taken the first vaccine who has an opportunity to take the vaccine to ensure that you take your vaccine. The goal as well is that I'm very much aware that government wants to be able to reach herd immunity. Government wants mm-hmm. to immunize and vaccinate as many Ghanaians, close to about 70% of Ghana's population okay. should be immunized. Those that are above 18 years old are going to be immunized. And I think that when you're immunized, it does not necessarily mean that you are you cannot contract COVID. You mm-hmm. still need to be able to follow the protocols. Yes. You need to wear your nose mask. You need to sanitize your hand. You need to avoid crowd. You need to ensure that you stay safe. Mm-hmm. Because taking the vaccine and does not make you a hundred percent immune. No. It basically means that you can be able to fight the virus. Right. But then you still need to go through the protocols of social distancing, of washing your hands, of sanitizing, and of wearing your nose mask. Yeah. And if need be, of ensuring that you take a lot of water.
0: Right. So so here in the Netherlands, um, we have this. They hope by September at least 80%. Um, of the uh, population will be vaccinated, and with that we can like go back to our uh, normal life before COVID, which is no uh, face masks, and nor do we have to maintain that uh, 1.5 uh, meter uh, distance. In Ghana, right? Um, you said we are striving to have 70% of uh, of the population uh, vaccinated, but is this a prerequisite? for the restrictions to be lifted in totality or is this you know a, a goal besides the fact that okay they're still working on actually re- um uplifting the um COVID restrictions
1: and so um thank you very much Dodi. i'm i'm very much aware that um as we take the vaccination um there's not going to be a lot of lifting of the COVID restrictions Um oh. churches still have an opportunity to meet for two hours Churches still have to meet in a minimum number. Monks, um are open. Nightclubs are closed. Beaches okay. are closed. Um, some economic activities are in full force. Hotels are open for um, people to be in those hotels. Restaurants are open. And so by and large, schools are open. Persons mm. are going to school. By and large, the accessible part of the economy is actively um, operating. Already. Now, I think that it would be a greater concern to see that all the COVID protocols are lifted up even when we reach 70 plus 1% um, vaccinated persons in this country and we even reach herd immunity. Mm -hmm. The reason is that people still travel and as long as people are traveling there's almost always going to be a case of one or two persons who may introduce the virus back into a country and so for me and um, for the rest of us that are part of Candifu Institute as a research institute we advocate very strongly that even when Ghana reaches 75% persons vaccinated and 80% we have rich herd immunity, Mm we still have to ensure that we are following the protocols because our borders are open. And as our borders are open, we are aware that 72 hours before you enter into the country, you must hold in your hand a negative PCR test. And then when you arrive in the country, you also are going to be given a COVID test. And when you are negative, you'll be allowed into the country. Howbeit, knowing the virus and knowing how it is, many of us have not fully understood how the virus stands out. Many of the scientists as well have not fully understood how the virus stands out. Right. Sometimes it takes eight to ten days before the virus shows. And even though 72 hours prior hour to entering into the country, Ghana, you hold a PCR test negative, mm-hmm. and even on arrival at Kosaka International Airport, you are still able to have. A PCR test negative you may have a virus right. which may show forth seven days after and so everybody needs to stay safe okay. everybody needs to ensure that they are wearing your nose mask they are sanitizing their hand that social distancing and then they are ensuring that they are following all the protocols that is needed
0: okay uh beautiful um so but then from uh from uh you know the the research uh, think tank uh which is Candy of institute where you are the uh the head of um, what is your projection for the second half of the year um, in Ghana? Is it at the end of the year, you know, <laughs> life is back to normal, or what do what do you what do you predict?
1: And so, thank you very much, Donny. I think that um, by the end of twenty twenty-one, Ghana would have vaccinated close to seventy to seventy-five percent of its population. Okay. Now, this is purely on accordance to those that have taken their first vaccine and those that have taken their first, second vaccine. Mm -hmm. We know that when we had the the first vaccine, we had close to about thousands of people, frontliners, people that were aged, people that had underlying issues, most of them had their first vaccination. Same with the second vaccine. And so we are going to have a third one where persons that never had the first vaccine and had a second vaccine are going to have their first vaccine. And so the vaccination are in phases. We predict very strongly that by the time we usher ourselves into January 2022, Ghana would be a safe place where almost everybody would have been vaccinated. Howbeit, as we study the global trend of the COVID-19, mm-hmm. it's important that we learn lessons from the global trends. We need to learn lessons because COVID-19 started in Asia. Many people didn't think that it was going to rise in Europe or even on the continent of Africa. Right. Now there's a third wave in India india has a population of billions of people right. we need to be concerned about that third wave we need to keep our brothers and sisters in india in our prayers we need to keep them in our thoughts we need to ensure that that third wave does not escalate into other continents of the world and so by their doing if we give ourselves a projection of an extra six months we'll be able to ascertain how many countries have dealt with this first wave with the second wave and if there are no possibilities of a third wave in close to, about to test the world's population and to test of the world's country then we can be able to say that clearly the global world has been able to combat COVID 19 to the latter
0: right 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 good okay so that's that's the kind of false prediction and honestly since the <laughs> since the previous prediction uh, they made um, I think that was last year uh, a year ago. I think he may they are already uh, they already predicted that by August Ghana would have to go into another lockdown and all of this and that came true so um, the prediction is at the end of the year Ghana will be uh, what 70 to 75% um, vaccinated and um, that basically means that over there it's pretty much safe to be in that country however they still have to uphold certain restrictions in order to uh, ensure that those traveling in because I know this year, December, people are going to fly into Ghana to relieve some stress and to enjoy. But Ghana has to protect themselves from all these, you know, <laughs> all these individuals who want to come to Ghana to, uh, to enjoy. But, you know, by all means, over there, it's going to be safe at the end of the year. And next year, it's going to be, be even better. Um, you, know, I, I, let, you know, let's dive right into it. Fix the country. Uh, fix the country, something that came on uh, on our radio um, um, radar uh, last week and the week before. But I am here. Misaba was here. High Radio is operated from the city of Amsterdam. All we know, all we see is what's being um, shown on the media. Yet this same media is the medium where actually gave the the youth or those in in, in Ghana the power and the voice you know, to, to give um, their conditions, their experience, their opinions, um, what's happening um, in the country in Ghana. So, I wanted to pose that question to you. What is happening in Ghana? What is this Fix the Country um, campaign media that we're hearing of? Can you please give us, uh, from your perspective, an understanding or information on this matter?
1: Thank you very much, Donny, And... Um conversation around fix the country i've had an opportunity to discuss it on various media platforms and okay. um, the institute as well has um, brought out a number of publications and research um, papers to be able to situate it in context now Donny, it is important that we do not politicize the issue of fixing the country we all are very much aware the parts and type of democracy that we practice on the continent of africa mm-hmm. our leaders have very minimal time to be able to bring transformation we run democracy where a leader has an opportunity to do a four-year tenure in terms of a one term to do four years in presidency and if the good people of the country believe that you have served well they give you a second term of a four-year let's go through the conversations very well the conversations are that a a leader is voted into office in a in a four-year term when the leader comes, the person has one year, especially if he's picking up from an opposition party who has just lost power, he has one year, either to face a certain kind of mess that might have been created by a right. previous government, mm-hmm. or to continue the good work that was done by a previous government. If in the event that a leader comes into office in a particular where the country is in such a mess and the person needs to fix that country, the person may take the, the good time that is needed to develop the country, fixing a certain type of leadership role that mm-hmm. was created over a period of time. That would take the first four years of the person. And then when that individual has an opportunity to do a second term if voted into power, then now the person is going to strike on the development of the country.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the conversation around fix the country is well, indeed, a very healthy conversation. Why do I say it's healthy? It's very healthy because in this country, the statistics shows that 52% of Ghana's population are under the age of 25. Mm-hmm. And Donnie, it will shock you to know that this 52% of Ghana's population under the age of 25, 1.2 million Ghanaians, young people, mm-hmm. 1.2 million young people are unemployed. Okay, That is not an interesting thing to say. Mm-hmm. That for a third world developing country, you have 1.2 million young people unemployed. Now, that cannot be politicized. That cannot be won an MPP color, neither can it be won an NDC color, neither can it be won a CDP color. That must be won a nationalistic color. Nationalistic color that, that we need to ensure that we reduce to the barest minimum a zero employment level, where we have a zero unemployed people. Many people in this country Need to be employed, and so the conversations around fixing the country mm-hmm. is well in the right direction. This is the reason why we vote our leaders into office. We vote our leaders into office to be able to come and give a solution to a problem right. that is in the country. Right. And I believe that if we situate the conversations very well and situate it very holistically, we will not jeopardize the future of our generation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How do we fix the country? We need to fix the country in a number of ways. For us as an institute, we have ad- identified very well the critical role the young person plays in the development of this country. Society has given us seven pillars, which is used to be able to build a country. Mm-hmm. The seven pillars, in no order of importance, is the religious pillar. The religious pillar is a critical pillar if you want to be able to build a country, you do not need to neglect it. The entertainment and media is another pillar you do not need to neglect. Governance is another pillar you do not need to neglect. Business and commerce is another pillar you do not need to neglect. Education is another pillar you do not need to neglect. ICT and technology is another pillar you do not need to neglect. Now, Donnie, having cited all these holistic pillars, we have a huge concern. And as a younger person with the rest of my colleagues, we have a huge concern on where our country is headed to as a country. Mm-hmm. Now, we know very well that we vote leaders into office. Mm-hmm. They have only a four-year tenor to be able to transform and develop this country. Yes. I have stated very clearly that from the time we picked up hem of leadership affairs from the people, the British colony, mm-hmm. when the good people of this country said that Ghanaians are independent enough to be able to manage their own affairs, I believe very well that we had a blueprint for the development of this country. And Donnie, there is a a National Development Planning Commission, which is mandated by the 1992 Constitution to ensure that Ghana is effectively developed along a particular plan. Mm -hmm. We live in this country, Ghana, where every single political party develops its own political, ideological policies to be able to develop this country. Donnie, we cannot continue like this. We need to situate the development of this country under the National Development Planning Commission ideology and plan. Mm -hmm. When we situate that, every single political party would develop their own policies based on the National Development Planning Commission strategy. Why do I say this? When the new patriotic party comes into power, they will develop their own policies and ideologies based on their philosophy. When the National Democratic Congress comes into power, they will develop their own policies and ideologies based on their ideology. Yeah. When the Convention People's Party comes into power, they will be able to develop the ideologies based on their ideology. My brother, we cannot continue like this. No. We need to be able to have our leaders come into power to be able to pick up the mandates and the authority of the Ghanaian people. It is the Ghanaian people who wake up every single four year turn to go and kill, to and vote to choose their leaders either to be president or to be parliamentarians i know very well that if ghana is a country and ghana is a company with a ceo there is no way the ceo would employ people and then ask the people to tell the ceo what to do we the people of this country democratically elect our leaders as we do so we need to democratically tell our leaders what we want in this country I believe that is a fair bargain. It's a very fair bargain to stand on a political party platform and campaign and ask the people, I want to lead you, what do you want me to do? Okay. It's a very fair bargain for us to be able to develop the National Development Planning Commission, look at the agenda of Ghana at 2057, Ghana at 100, how Ghana is supposed to be, the decentralisation of Ghana, the number of hospitals Ghana must have, The number of um, industrialization ghana must have how the road networks must be done how railway must be done the number of airports at various places how our population is matching up with our industrialization the number of universities that must be here we need to ensure that we want to be able to see a ghana that is developed beyond political party right until we do that my brother i think that a greater concern (laughs) of the fix the country needs to be taken as collective responsibility it is the total collective responsibility of every single person. Either you are being ruled or you are being governed, and either you're being led or you are leading. It is our collective responsibility.
0: That's
1: very true. The indiscipline in this country is too much. Donnie, there are many people that have had an opportunity to travel outside the country. Why is it that in Rwanda they do not allow Politin back? It is primarily because the leadership of Rwanda President Paul Kagame decided that he doesn't want to have politics back. Mm. They fought against him. They complained, but yet still, he fixed it. We have a new government in this country. Okay. I am extremely confident in the government and leadership of Nanadudankwe Kufwane. I'm extremely confident in his ministers. I'll tell you something. The original minister for Greater Accra, don't the next time you visit Accra, you will be totally surprised. Because he has taken a commanding lead and he's clearly clearing the streets and he's saying that these streets belong to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that as long as we continue to have the passion, as long as we continue to have the desire, as long as we continue to say that we have been given a leadership responsibility to fix a problem, I think that will solve the issues. We mm-hmm. have many issues in this country. Mm-hmm. We need to start tackling the issues one block after another mm-hmm. block. And once we begin to tackle the issues a block after the other, we will see the improvement and the development of this country in a holistic manner as Europe was not built in a day, Mm -hmm. as Rome was not built in a day, as Asia was not built in a day. In that same manner, Ghana in 64 years is old enough to start building that blocks of development.
0: Exactly. And I think that is also um, where this, I mean, from from what I've, known or from what i've read um the fix the country campaign is the fact that you know they've been dealing with um like you said every every office or every party that comes into power they literally do what is their agenda um and they undo the good and you know the bad and the good of the previous uh, cabinet as well as um um, the ones that before so they waste too much too much time on 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 let's say enforcing their own will which may not even be the to the benefit of you know the country um in a whole right so then here we are um 2021 we just had the re-election of um president Nana Akufo Addo um last December right so he has already had four years and there's another four years coming you said we have a regional um, uh minister in in the greater accra region who has who's taking back the streets and actually making it uh better you know what are the things that um you see we have to really let's say ghana leadership they really have to get on in order to make Life better for uh, for the youth for Ghanaians.
1: My brother Donny, I, I, I think that what our leaders must do is to take the hemp leadership at the very highest level and lead very strongly. But what is overly pump mm-hmm. extremely pump you, know, you know, you you know what I mean by being pumped. I'll, oh. I'll give you a few a few examples.
2: Okay. We
1: we we do not punish wrong in the manner in which we should.
2: Okay.
1: The taxpayers' money to a larger extent sometimes be used. I'll tell you why. People ride their vehicles on the streets yeah. and they can destroy national property and they can go away unaccounted uh, for. Yeah. A simple example. Some people drive, have an accident, and they break their traffic light. It's a traffic light that has been fixed with the taxpayers' money. People break and destroy the traffic light and they are led to go away. That must stop. People drive their vehicles, their vehicles get broken down, right. they leave their vehicles on the road, other mm-hmm. people come and collide, and then it's a collateral damage yes. that must stop. If you drive your vehicle and your car gets bought on the road, there are towing vehicles. Government should tow those vehicles, charge the people for towing, and if after 21 days, the people don't come and reclaim their vehicle, auction their vehicles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to be extremely strong. And then some citizens in this country would decide to go and take the light bulbs and go and sell i mean come on
0: <laughs> oh man i i i heard the last part
1: um <laughs> for all those acts
0: but you know but but this you know okay so this is the leadership the leadership you know, who has so to there be there are leaders.
1: issues that must be attended to
0: yeah so uh, okay so this is on the part of leadership how they should I'm sorry. Lead.
1: No. and so when in leadership, they must be able to supervise things to the core. Mm -hmm. If a road road contract has been given to a construction company, the construction company has been given six months to complete the road. And after 12 months, the road has not been completed. What do we do? We allow the person to be away and not follow up. Mm -hmm. We need to to have our systems working. I'll tell you, Donny, I went to renew my license. I was given a temporary license and I was asking, how long would it take for a license card to be done? Right. It should take less than 24 hours. I went to renew my license in January and we are in May. I have not received my license and I'm using a temporary license to drive in a different century country. Wow. I mean, come on.
0: And this is a license. It
1: it doesn't wash down. It doesn't (laughs) wash down. My brother, it really doesn't wash down so, if we want to solve our issues, we need to tackle Leadership responsibilities Mm -hmm. must work. If you have a leadership responsibility, your other leaders must put you aside and get, because that is the reason you've been put into office. You've been put into, to to work, to fix the problem, to make sure the system is working. If if excessive traffic, and we need to be in traffic for four hours, it's a waste Mm -hmm. of everybody's time. Right. If if there are no signs ahead of time of the fact that a particular road is going to be blocked, and so use a different road, I mean, come on, we want to be able to match up with Asian tigers. We want to match up with Netherlands. We want to match up with Europe. We want Mm -hmm. to match up with the US. We want to match up with the first world countries. We need to start doing what the first world countries do. Okay.
0: Uh, you know, this, This we need to start doing what the first country do and, and and your leaders have to be leaders. They have to take that to the highest level um, into like overseeing every department, everything under them and to os- ensure that the system is working. This, the, the working of the, or let's say the... Uh, the functionality of a system i know from what my studies and uh and and etc is takes both parts so you have the actual system which comprised of the individuals who are in it but these in this case these individuals are both the leaders and you spoke on the leaders uh part on the leaders perspective but as well as the citizens uh, mainly you know the youth who are are facing these challenges or are going through these uh, negative uh, conditions with the Fix the Country campaign. Uh, what is your word or what is, you know, what is your advice to the youth or where do you see um, a place where they can either take responsibility or do something about the condition that Ghana holistically is in?
1: Thank you very much, Donny. It has been stated that The young people are the future of tomorrow. I like them to restate that statement. It should be stated that the young people are the future of the present. It is our present that will determine our future. Mm. If we don't take charge of our present, there's no future for us. And so when it is stated that the young people are the future of tomorrow, sometimes the the future never comes. It should (laughs) be stated that the young people are the future of the present. Mm. The present is our future and that is all that we have. I think that we need to hold a conversation around entrepreneurship. Okay. Many of the young Ghanaians do not seek entrepreneurial opportunities. They rather want to be employed. Donny, I'll tell you an Is example. That... Okay. If if I am not entrepreneurial, I will be part of the unemployed people in this country. Mm. That's the basic truth. And and other persons who are employed by themselves, if they were not entrepreneurial, they themselves would have been unemployed. And so if you, if you go to the university and you don't take intensive opportunities and you finish the university and you do national service for one year, right. and after national service, you are not employed, you come to become part of the unemployed people. But then you should almost always decide that I am not going to be part of an unemployed people. Okay. If no one is going to employ me, what am I going to do? I would employ myself. Find a problem in society and fix the problem by way of fixing the problem you are going to start employing yourself Mm -hmm. i started employing myself at the very tender age of 17 and right up from 17 up until date i have been my own self-employer i've employed myself all throughout the years and i've worked with various stakeholders to be able to get to where i am if i had not done that my certificate can get me employment Mm -hmm. but in a system where 1.2 1.2 million young people are not employed right. and they are competing on the job market My brother, the only solution to be able to reduce that number from a million into the thousands and gradually to a zero is where people start employing themselves mm-hmm. the other solution is where people start employing skilled people and you know we we we, we need to have the broader conversation of the private sector employing more skilled people and paying them well. Now, there are persons who come into an employment rate where they want to receive maybe in US dollars or in euros. <laughs> they want to receive about 200 to 300 euros a month. Okay. When when they were doing their national service, they might have been given about 75 euros a month.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But my brother, how do you do a national service and pay you are paid five hundred and fifty Ghana cities a month, and the moment you finish your national service, you triple that and say that now I have done my national service, service for one year, but I have experience, and so when you want to employ me, this is my price. Oh no, but in if all, if you come to an employer,
0: I think I think in with in, the price. In all fairness, it's like internship and uh, you know an, an actual an actual job because most of the times internship even over here placements are not always. Um, let's say rewarded in financial terms it's up to the company to decide if they do want to pay you however and the benefit of the company of actually having interns is the fact that you can have similar um, work done however by you know cheaper labor um, cost however when a student graduates then you have now become um, accredited you have now become a um let's say certified to receive full payment or to um let's say ask for the full labor cost um of your yeah of your labor in a sense so if if for instance those who are doing their national service if after their national service they are expecting full payment, which is three times the price of that they were receiving the national service to me who is living in, in in abroad uh, it doesn't sound that you know that off it doesn't sound anything unexpected because it's the same uh, thing done over here so then okay in in your words like how how is that, how is this not even helping the progress of Ghana because I think you are about to dive into that how this mentality isn't helping um the um the progress of uh, of Ghana
1: you know Ghana is a developing country mm-hmm. okay it's an extremely young country economically the the depth record of Ghana's borrowing <laughs> is very high and so if you look at the depth record that is in billions of euros and billions of dollars as a as a country then it bewails very much on the fact that um the country needs to reduce its debt record when the country needs to reduce its debt record then it means that the people in the country now become more financially capable of employing people. But if the country is not financially capable, then it becomes also very difficult for the private sector to even employ you. And so the conversations are that you need to be able to minimize your cost as a younger person when you are being given an opportunity to work. Why do we have 1.2 million young people unemployed in this country? It is for a number of reasons one the 1.2 million young people have a bigger price for how much they want to be paid with the skills they do not have and so they would add on and still remain there and the striking thing is that every single year this number keeps increasing and so if you minimize your costs in terms of how much you want to be paid you reduce the number of unemployment but if you give yourself pay me a thousand euros or pay me a thousand pounds, or pay me a thousand dollars, or pay me 5,000 Ghana seeds. And the person who is even employing you, that's not even receive salary. But because <laughs> you feel that he owns the company, he has money, you will remain unemployed. And so the conversations are that we need to have a holistic rethink okay. of our employment strategy. The young people also need to have a collective rethink of how much they want to be paid in terms of wages when they're employed, they need to take it gradually. For those that have lived outside the country, yeah. you know that when you're outside the country and you're working, you're paid by the hour. In this country, we are not paid exactly. by the hour. So if you're employed and you're discipline, your boss must sack you and dismiss you because you're using productive hours of your boss to do things that does not meet up to the key performing indicators of the company. Okay. Yet at the end of the month, You would bring your wallet and ask your boss to pay. Who are you deceiving? (laughs) Yourself or your boss? And so we need to be real. And one of the ways of being real is to be disciplined. Discipline is the beginning of this conversation. And that also is to have a vision. You need to have a vision for yourself. And so you're not being employed. Would you stay unemployed? You need to get yourself to do something. But do something that is legal, so that you do not go against the laws. But... Because when the law gets you, you will end up at the side of the device where you do not want to be. You yeah. know,
0: right? Um, great, great, great. Um, thank you so much. Uh, we, you know, we we are about to go into the uh, last quarter of uh, of our, of an hour. Um, I have some questions coming in on uh via our facebook um our our youtube to say um i have ernest oklite who is saying with respect to greater accra regional minister even his own members of parliament are against action in the capital city which is so sad which is so sad and says um and i have another question that is um the key examples of how to bring change but where does it start so you know you um, brother if you've you've you know touched on so many uh, things from um, discipline which I find extremely important not only to the youth but as well as to um, the leadership because I feel like their their lack of function or their lack of uh, leadership is due to indiscipline they're not disciplined enough um but so there are so many you know there's so many aspects but where do we start um uh, where does one start how do we where, like where sh- what should be the first step for for Ghana in it all in um in in its you know in, in its entirety um to yeah to take which step should they take first what would you say
1: what i would say is that Every single time people make resolutions, you need to start with yourself. Mm -hmm. Change starts with ourselves, And so you need to look into the mirror, look at yourself in the mirror, and tell yourself where you want to go to. Mm -hmm. When you determine that it influences everything, It influences your decisions. It influences your actions. It influences your thoughts. It influences your mistakes. It influences your lessons. Mm -hmm. And so when you wake up in the morning, and you look at yourself in the mirror, and you mention your name, and you say that you are disciplined, you're not going to litter, you're not going to cross the red light, you're not going to insult, you're not going to jump on the street, you're not going to throw a rubber out of the road, you go to the hospital, you be polite with the patients. you be polite with the doctors. You will not buy things from the streets. Yeah. If we don't patronize people on the streets, they'll leave the streets. Mm. If we don't give beggars money on the streets, they'll leave the streets. Right. Yeah. And so, it's it us with ourselves. You know, I don't know about you, but anytime I have... My first time I came to this country, after living outside for a very long time, mm-hmm. my cultural shock was to see people selling food on the road food literally food like food that they have cooked without any supervision they are selling it by the side of the road Mm
2: -hmm.
1: i was shocked until after staying in ghana for six weeks i realized that i became part of the system (laughs) and then i also started buying food food from this (laughs) (laughs) but you know sometimes i know how difficult it is to lead people to govern people. But we need to start from somewhere. Starting from somewhere is like leading the orchestra.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When you lead the orchestra, the greatest leader of the orchestra is the conductor of the orchestra.
2: Sure.
1: The conductor of the orchestra never sees the crowd, he only sees the orchestra and the people he or she is conducting. Okay. That is what leadership is. When you are giving the leadership responsibility, mm-hmm. just see the orchestra. Don't listen to the crowd. The crowd is making applause because you are leading well. The orchestra is playing harmonious mm-hmm. sounds and it's based on your leadership. I think that to lead the orchestra, you must be an authentic leader. Okay. To lead the orchestra, you must be bold, courageous, and be a visionary leader. You must have the character, the competence, and the world well without to say that you are going to leave a legacy. A legacy that would go into the fabric of this country Mm -hmm. and I think that that is what we must do Um, we must call what is good good and call what is bad bad and so to ask of where to start from my brother it starts with With the individual the individual needs to make that conscious decision that I am going to change I am going to go to work early Not because my boss has asked me to come to work early. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that this is what puts food on my table. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I'm going to utilize the eight hours that is needed at work. And I'm going to give off my best. So my boss's work will progress. And my work will progress. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to stifle your boss? If you work for the government. And you're a civil servant. You should say that. I'm going to go to work early Mm -hmm. because I want Ghana to develop. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I'm going to close work late because I want Ghana to develop. I'm not going to say that my boss is not in and so I'm going to play on social media, be on Facebook, Mm -hmm. on WhatsApp, and spend the taxpayer's money, nine hours of government's productive work. You are using it to do social media. Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. people are employed for national service, sometimes, you know, I have a lot of young people who are my friends. Mm And I watch their WhatsApp status and they post a lot of things. Some of them would say, there's nothing happening. I am bored. I am this." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I was your supervisor, I'll dismiss you instantly. Mm. Because the reason why you have gone to school is to be able to think outside the box. Thinking outside the box means that you must be innovative. My brother, when yeah. people employ you, they're not supposed to be telling you what you should do every single day.
0: No, I don't even You like must that. be
1: innovative.
0: Yeah, I'm please sorry. continue. No, I don't. I said I don't even like the fact that uh, you know when I'm employed every you know every day they, they have to tell me what to do. I just I'm employed. Good. Trust me to do the work that I came here to do. Leave me alone. Super. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. And
1: and so you must be innovative. You must think outside the box. You have the understanding of the company's mission vision. You have mm-hmm. an understanding of the company's key performing indicators for a particular quarter for a particular month. You mm-hmm. must be able to dream and think outside the box. Come to the table with your brains. Come to the table with your unique selling proposition. Come to the table with your effectiveness. And then your boss will be able to say, I think I can work with you. Mm -hmm. I think you are productive. I think you are adding value. We need to have value-driven young people. Remember that many of the young people in this country, Ghana, are not value-driven. And that is the truth. If we talk about oh. 1.2 million young people unemployed, though it is a high-rocketing number, yeah. the question to ask is, if all these 1.2 million young people are employed, would they be able to meet up to the employment criteria? Would they that, be able to sustain their work?
0: That is a legit question to ask, um, to ask ourselves, to ask the young ones as well. Um, how... How the how the young ones how the youth really feel in Ghana um, we have fresh ugly boy who just you know who just commented on a um, YouTube he says with the youth in Ghana we are very tired boss <laughs> there is too much anger deep inside as what do we do with it um so you know they're really tired he's really tired in Ghana many has given up but we have nowhere to go some things violent will solve the you know the problem so you know this this is really this is a deeper this is a deeper cause of the frustration on the part of youth. what would you say to that you know this has to do with doesn't have to do with competence like you saying that even if we were uh, to have the jobs will you fulfill the criteria to actually fulfill the job but they're saying, you know, they've given up, they're they are desperate, they are, they, are, they are angry on the inside. What, what is your response or advice to um, such an individual?
1: So, you know, Donny, I, I have I've traveled quite a bit. And on the continent of Africa, <laughs> we have many examples to show that violence is not the way to go to be able to bring development. I was in Liberia, and it will shock you to know that Liberia has become a young country. And young in terms of age Mm -hmm. many of the elderly people in Liberia died in the civil war they were killed and so many young people have become foster fathers they themselves have become early fathers early mothers and they have dropped out of school
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not sure that we want to go that route as a country the anger in the young people is good anger However, that anger must be channeled towards innovative ways of bringing advancement to yourself. Now, when a young man who has been involved in Galamse Mm -hmm. for 10 years has been a local boy, has been paid 30 Ghana cities every single day at the peril of his life, he's lost two brothers and a friend. Mm -hmm. He's 29 years old, started Galamse at 19 years old, finish the tertiary university as an animal scientist called Kabbalambet. If Kabbalambet says that he's not going to do Galamse again, and he's going to look for employment, and he's employed, yeah. it bewolves on every other younger person to say, I'm not going to stay where I am. Mm-hmm. I believe that I can contribute my significant quota to the development of this country. Mm-hmm. If it is an internship, I would look for it. If it is volunteerism i'll look for it maybe i need to have a foot in so that when i have a foot in i'll be able to bring development and advancement to my country ghana i would say mm-hmm. that that anger must be channeled profitably okay and if it is channeled profitably you should ask yourself have you ad- academically improved yourself my brother If we don't have anything at all, we should be able to build that capacity. Mm -hmm. Because as a younger generation, the only thing in the future is not money. Mm -hmm. We will need capacity. We will need skill. I mean, Danny, the first time we had a conversation, I mentioned to you the number of schools I am attending. It is primarily because I am building my capacity. Mm -hmm. I'm building my skill. And so it be worse on everyone. If you don't have a job, go and build your skill. Because the day you land the job, that skill and that capacity you build will be <laughs> Brother who sends the message, I agree with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I am angry as much as you are,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I am telling my anger in the right way. Uh-huh. I am angry as much as you are, but I am telling that way in building my capacity. Right. I don't have food as much as you making sure that that anger solve later in the future because I'm building myself. Mm-hmm. let's build ourselves as a younger generation, so that when the opportunity presents itself, we will not be lacking. We do not need to be giving leadership, responsibility, and opportunity where people doing it behind. Right, it's going to be a challenge in that future.
0: It is definitely going to be a, um to be a challenge, and this challenge is on, it's like it's on so many, so many different fronts, so many different level. Um, another sister, uh, Menaama Music, uh, is saying, you know, thinking out of the box is also one of the, you know, um, of the main problems. You said, you know, as youth, you have to be able to think out of, out of the box. But what if through your academic journey, through your, you know, education, you didn't even get the chance to adapt this mentality? Because it's, it is a mentality uh if you ask me it's not cheap either and unless someone (laughs) pretty much teach you um you know it's hard to find but then if you don't have it then in your words or from your perspective then pretty much you're the one or let's say you know you are not dealing with your own issues but some people are just not able to and our brother our brother, Fresh Ugly Boy, also said that the the government is there to help those who cannot help themselves. Uh, you know, so how how would you how would you reason around this one? How how what would you say about this?
1: You need to start thinking outside the box. What does think outside the box mean? Is that there is a box and you are standing outside a box to be able to think of the ways to lead that box. Mm-hmm. And so people don't want to work. Young people don't want to volunteer. They have monetized everything. Monetization of your volunteerism and internship is what is crippling your thinking outside the box. Okay. Don't I've you had young people that have come to me who come in saying that they want to intern. And these are people that have masters. And when I look at their masters and I look at their CV, I know that it's a disservice to me mm. to give them an internship opportunity without paying them. And so once they have the initiative to come to me and they are stating that saying, we followed your think tank. We think we like what you are doing. We want to intend. And then I ask them, how much will your training yeah. cost? And then they tell me, and then I'm like, okay, I won't give you an internship opportunity. I will employ you because I want to put demand on you mm-hmm. because you know, my brother, when people come for intention, they, they don't, they don't need to have demand. And so I will take you out of the internship mode and say that I think you are capable. I think you are wanting to in because you know that you might not be given an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But the right. fact that you have come in and you say that you want to intend, mm-hmm. and I know that you are capable and you are of value to me, mm-hmm. I will employ you. I have had many of those encounters. Many young people come to me, they want to intern I look at their CV. I know that this is the value I've been looking for.
2: Right.
1: I pick that value and I employ you. Mm -hmm. And so you need to go out there and search. I know people that I have given opportunity to, and other persons have given opportunity to, and they have stated that they don't want those opportunities. Why? Because they don't want to work. They are lazy. Mm. People are lazy. And so they want to be able to reach the highest pinnacle of success (laughs) without without doing the toil and mm -hmm. the work that comes along with it. How is that supposed to happen? Well, that's, people it's, cannot it's not eat their happen. cake and have it. Mm-hmm. If you eat your cake, you must have it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you have it, you must eat your cake. <laughs> so, and, and so it's important because if, if, people, if people want to match up to the level of thinking outside the box, okay. that is all I do. All I do is to sit down and think about solutions mm-hmm. and when I think about solutions, I start writing mm-hmm. and when I start writing, I start getting responses. And I write as much as I can. I send emails as many as I can. I send messages as much as I can, and once I begin to send the messages, the appointments begin to come, and mm-hmm. like we think we can have the conversation because you are thinking right, mm-hmm. many leaders have responsibilities they want to offload. If you come around the leader and you are the right person to offload responsibilities to you, mm-hmm. and that becomes a path for your own development and your own leadership.
0: yeah, okay. But, you know, uh, a very key points. I do agree with uh, uh, with all of it, uh, as you were putting it and actually saying it, um, uh, you know, it's all unfortunate because our time is extremely limited. We actually have to close the show now. We're um, still receiving some uh, correspondences from, uh, let's say, on our Facebook, um, on, on our YouTube um, channel. But... <laughs> for me this all points to the fact that there has to be some serious engagement or serious conversation um to be to be held amongst the youth the leadership and especially with candidates or uh with figures like yourself because what you're saying is is so important so crucial to not only the development of the individual the youth as in, how can they save themselves? But also to leaders. Because my bit is being a youth myself and also, you know, having uh, understanding where the frustration is coming from. Is the fact that, yeah, but you can't you can't say that I have to save myself, right? You can't tell me that, you know, um it's all me. If I do this, if I do this, it's going to guarantee to that. Because that is also where people and the, the Ghanaian youth feel like they've been um they've been failed is the fact that yeah they went to school, they have their degrees, they are certified, but there's still no job, right? Um so you're speaking to that of saying, you know, this is what you can do as a youth. But also the leaders, the employers, this is also what you can do. So um to me it's it's you know it's evident that there has to be some serious dialogues. And here on African Focus on High Radio is where we hope, um, in the future, this coming weeks, we will continue having this um, this dialogue. We'll continue looking into this. As I'm saying, you know, I'm I'm not there, and I can only um, act as a media where I give their truth, or from uh, from both perspective, um, um to the audience uh, as truthful as, as as I receive it. Um, I know you know some 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 information is coming in that uh, what one of our problem is big English speaking without doing research on what just happened, which is directed towards to myself. I am doing the question and I'm not providing the information. Um, you know, so you know people are being are very uh, let's say not satisfied with even how the show is run, but I understand what they where they are coming from understand that for them going through it living the conditions that they're that are that they are in in Ghana it's I can't honestly I in all sincerity I can't even say that I understand it why because I'm not there so I'll give them the chance to say what is theirs as well as I'm doing my best to have um, a spokesperson who who is also in Ghana i don't think that they understand that brother palgriff is in ghana with you guys he is a youth himself as well as a mentor of the youth so if anything he is overqualified to speak on these matters as well as to give myself the um the information that i trust that it is um closer to um objective than it is to subjectivity which is uh, opinions rather than fa- uh, factual rather than opinions so this is this is you know this is the core or this is the the aim of this platform we're not making fun of what's going on there as you as you guys think on our, on our youtube but we take it very 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 serious um brother brother palgriff in closing um uh, yeah so i mean <laughs> fix, fix the country. What, what do you think this, the, um, this, this, uh, this campaign is, you know, going to lead, um, Ghanaians and the youth, like in general, is it, is it something good that actually happened, and why is it good, or oh, is it actually bad that it happened, and why is it bad? Like, what can we, uh, take away from this campaign?
1: Okay, my brother. You know what? The truth is that we do not need a campaign that we have issues in this country. Mm -hmm. When people begin to hand over their future to other people, that is where the problem is. We don't need a campaign to say that we have a problem in this country. I think that everybody is aware that there are issues globally. And those issues that there are in globally must Absolute. if you yourself out of the solution then there is a problem
2: mm-hmm.
1: if there are issues and you take yourself out of the solution how do we solve the issues and so the fix the country campaign should not have even started
2: mm-hmm.
1: because in, in, in the manner in which it started it means that they have handed over the solution of the country into the hands of other people oh I, I condemn that campaign to the barren because it is not useful. When you when you have a protest you don't need to come say that other post exit. What you need to do is to start bringing solutions. And so, if the gutter they, you need to start cleaning the cars. If people are on the streets, you need to start taking those people out of the Mm streets. If people are driving recklessly, you need to start reporting them to the police for them to be arrested. It is my collective responsibility. There are days I have driven in this country, Ghana. I've seen a taxi driver drop the car that you outside. I have gotten down from my vehicle, the taxi driver, put him out the vehicle and told to go and pick up the pain. Mm. I've done that. I don't need to amass a number of people to say that they need to fix the fixing the of the country, it is my responsibility, it is your responsibility. It is not the other person's responsibility. It is like saying that the other neighbor's house is burning and so I don't care about it. No the other neighbor's house is burning, you should not stand aloof and say that you don't care. You should rather go and take a bucket of sand and start pouring. You should not suggest to the person you need sand and stand there and cross your leg. That's not what we need. Oh. And so the campaign should not... have
2: you...
0: Right. So, yeah, just... Please finish your, your final, your, that was, those were your last, your final thoughts. Um, <laughs> that one, <laughs> I'm going through my YouTube and <laughs> brother Palgrave, people are getting mad. Um, but you know, it gives me, um, let's say, uh, a reason or even, um, the motive to, to give, bring you back, bring you back, uh, for another, for another one. While, because there are a couple of things um you shared or that you know you've said and <laughs> people need you to clarify those things. Um they say uh well the new hashtag for this week will be think beyond the box important extremely important. Ghana youth are lazy and big grammar <laughs> mo they help um uh, you no know, brother Palgrave I really I really want to thank you for being here. Um, unfortunately due to our technical issues we um, started um, very late later than we uh, had planned however I like that I like the fact that we were able to embark on this um, conversation at least we 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 made a start but to me this is an issue that we literally we have to get to the ground of it like why did you say this why is this the understanding um what are the youth saying because i've heard uh um let's say you know if if you can't think out, out, outside of the box uh right then it will be interpreted as you are lazy which to to defense of the youth no no at all, at all. it's it's not like i'm lazy i'm willing to work however i don't want to work for free um, is that too much to ask? You know, this is this is an important, um, um, uh, let's say, point to elaborate on. So there are so many things. And I wish, I really wish that we can get you back as soon as possible um, to pick these issues one by one and actually go to the deepest extent of it. I trust the fact that not only are you youthful within your within your peers but you have been a youth yourself and there's something about you that still you know you were you know that that allowed you to to become who you are and i believe that that is what you're trying to teach onto these um to the youth to the audience however it's also and you know this is from your own experience you understand that it takes more than if you say the first time, it might be interpreted or even um, heard it the, or taken the wrong way. So it will take amount of um, repetition as well as from 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 um, from an from a an perspective of empathy. That, hey, you know, I empathize with you and I uh, fully understand your position. That's why I am saying pick yourself up by your bootstrap. Like this is you. You have to do this. You know, leaning on the government too much. And there there you are being unemployed but you know so um, them like taking this point or and discussing the entire fix the country I really wanted to you know get dive into it get more information so if you're willing we will you know I I will reach out to you uh, um, coming um, weeks to see if you can find the time to come back um, with us to you know indulge in another conversation (laughs) you guys you guys for real you guys really think that we out here uh, you know making light of this situation really it isn't and and we're trying as much as we can to shed light upon it matter of fact if anything we actually getting those people who are not only responsible but also who want to be responsible for the development of Ghana we are inviting them on the show to give you guys the chance to ask your questions and also you know to to give your honest um, truth your honest experience to post it to them and allow them to give feedback on the show myself donnie miss alba african focus high radio we just hope that we're serving as a as an objective or as a how do you say as a fair uh, medium where the youth you and the leadership they can have this conversation because that's all what it is about it's about having the conversation if you want more of this conversation um tune in next week african focus um 7 p.m um dutch time that's 5 p.m in ghana and yeah we're going to what again have another conversation don't know what the top is going to be about but you know if you stay tuned you definitely get some uh, some gems and some information shaping out of it we've run way over time so i have to leave you now and i'll close by what well, this song this is my favorite this is one of my favorite song uh reason with me rude boy Thank you for listening to Africa On Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa On Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa On Focus or visit
1: ww.africaunfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Allah. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle.